A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Saturday, 19th of December, and we are looking at Matthew's Gospel, the opening verses of that Gospel. Very, very important verses as God breaks his silence of the 400-year intertestamental period, presenting to us a hook, a reason for listening to what follows, not just in Matthew's Gospel, but what follows in the entire New Testament and indeed the entire message of the Bible in the Gospel. I'm going to read uh, verse 1 of Matthew 1, which says this, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, we've seen that that word translated genealogy has perhaps not been correctly translated. In the original language, it's geneseos, which is the genitive of the Greek word genesis, which simply means uh, creation or world. Indeed, uh, palin genesia has been translated the new world uh, further on in uh, Matthew's gospel. So that word uh, genesis can mean literally what it says, the name of the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis. It means world or creation. And so a reasonable way, it's not unreasonable to translate the original language of verse 1, not as our translator has done, but to say the book about or the record about the creation or the new creation or the new earth brought about by Jesus Christ, the son of David the son of Abraham. What we've seen is that this whole passage is about the new creation, the ultimate purpose of all things. And it shouldn't surprise us that God should, in his first words, point to the very ultimate thing. Everything is leading to this point. I once had a recipe book that provided, as the first thing before the ingredients, a picture of the finished product. So if you were a very inexperienced cook, you would know what you were heading towards. And that's what God is doing here. He's saying, here is what everything is heading towards. And the one through whom it's heading towards this is Jesus Christ. That's the significance of Jesus Christ. And in that we find the true meaning of Christmas. And then we saw that the list presented three stylized, three deliberately and artificially fashioned eras the era from Abraham to David, secondly, from David to the deportation to Babylon, the exile, and thirdly, from the deportation to Babylon to the person of Jesus Christ, those three fourteens. And then in verse 17, we get a summary which says this. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. So we have three groups of 14 generations. That makes six sevens, doesn't it? Which leaves a seventh seven. And the seventh seven, that sacred number of completeness, often used as that in the Bible, is what is given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus represents and looks forward to is the seventh seven. The church age, the salvation era, where God's purposes are perfected in the salvation of a people. And what those three groups, those three eras, 
that uh, the opening of Matthew uh, provides taught us that this is promised in Abraham, this new creation. It's pictured in David, in the, the rule of David, which will become the kingdom of God ruled by Jesus Christ for all eternity in the new creation. And we saw, too, that the deportation to Babylon pictured the fact that this new creation will be preceded, preceded. It will, what will come before it is that final judgment by Jesus Christ, a judgment that every single human being who has ever lived will face. But now we come to the all-embracing point, which is the person of Jesus Christ. And here we find the wonderful message of Christmas. You see, having seen that this new creation is promised, it's pictured, and it's preceded by Judgment Day, now we see that it is powered by salvation. You see, Jesus is the Savior who makes this new creation possible, this new world, as he refers to it further on in Matthew's Gospel, possible. You see, he came to pay for the sins of his people, the sins that suffuse the accounts we've just read. The accounts in those first two sections then paid for so bitterly in the deportation to Babylon. This problem is solved by Jesus. Jesus is, in that sense, the end of the exile of God's people. The child that was born in a manger at Bethlehem grew up to be the perfect man, the God-man, who went to the cross. And through his death on the cross, Jesus fits his people for his new creation. That's the point. That's what Jesus came to do, to make it possible for his people to be cleansed of their sins, to be accounted his perfect righteousness, the very righteousness of God himself, and so righteously to be reconciled to God and then be fitted to enter that new creation for all eternity. So who are the people of God? Who are those for whom Jesus died? Well, the answer is it's those who respond, those who will come to the word of God, those who will see the truth for themselves, those who will not just turn away in arrogance or in disinterest. Now, if we think again what it was that Harriet Beecher Stowe said was the true meaning of Christmas. She said, if I might remind you this, the true meaning of Christmas was described in her words as to give up one's very self, to think only of others, how to bring the greatest happiness to others. Well, of course I must say that those are noble sentiments, aren't they? They are humanitarian in an extreme. They are humanistic. Who could possibly object to such sentiments? But we have to say, do we not, that they fall infinitely short of the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas is much more than that, infinitely more than that. Christmas tells us that the one born in a stable at Bethlehem and who went to the cross will one day replace this universe with another one, a new creation over which he will rule for all eternity. And he provides the gateway in the here and now to that creation. 
This is the message of Christmas. This is the meaning of Christmas. We'll come back to this for one last time tomorrow. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that he perfectly fulfills all your purposes that will find their fruition in a new creation. Thank you so much that he promises that whoever comes to him will not perish but have eternal life. Please help us to understand this and to love it and to share it with others, even this Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.